Hello, and welcome to Coffee Shop Conversations. I'm Scott Cunningham, OMN's Managing Director, sitting in this week for Tom D'Antoni, our editor. And this week, we've got a special alfresco version of Coffee Shop Conversations, as I'm joined this morning by Michelle Bean out on the west side in the Bethany area. Michelle is the co-owner and proprietor of the local beloved blues venue, Catfish Lose. Talked with Michelle about their upcoming move from the Northwest Industrial District in downtown Portland out to the west side in Beaverton. They've got lots of big plans in store, so settle in and enjoy the conversation. Well, good morning, Michelle. I'm here with uh, Michelle Bean in a special, I guess, alfresco version of our, our podcast, sitting outside trying to, to meet up with her. You're, you've got a lot going on, and tell me a little bit about Catfish Lose and, and what's happening right now. Um, so, historically, uh, we've been in our Northwest location in the Northwest Industrial District for just over two years. Um, we opened up that place a couple years ago, and um, it very quickly, we very quickly outgrew it. Uh, very, you know, within a month, we had people saying, you've, your only problem with this place is you need more space. Yeah, and, and that was, that's a surprise for, for a new venue. Absolutely, yeah. You can't have you can't have better news than you're too small. Uh, we want you to grow already, um, but you know we wanted to create that intimate environment. And um, one of the things that we really pitched about that space was that you can see these artists anywhere. You can see them on the Waterfront Blues Festival big stage. You know you can see them at the the, the big theaters here in town. But if you want that intimate close up where they're going to get down off the stage and they're going to shake your hand and they're going to say hi and really you get really get to know them, then this is the place to see that. And so. You know, so we, uh, for a variety of reasons, decided to consolidate our efforts, my husband and I. Um, we had a nightclub out on the west side. Right. We decided to sell that and consolidate our efforts and put them in one roof. So, um, not a nightclub. We're not doing a nightclub again. That's that's yeah. a whole other beast. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, a different, <laughs> that's a different animal entirely, isn't it? Yeah, but his um, his passion is pool. He loves playing billiards, and so um, we're creating a billiard room there. But, but on the music side, we've still got the, the catfish. We've got a separate music room. And it's more than double the size. It's 5,000 square feet. Okay. So... Creating that intimate environment is going to be a challenge when you, you know, when you scale up and you still want to have that intimacy. Um, it's going to be something that I'm going to continue to try and develop um, over the next several months after we open even. Right. It won't be... Uh, and you can't recreate something that was built in the 1900s, exactly. No, no, you, <laughs> no, you, can, no, you really can't. Yeah, and but we hope to do that with the, the feeling, you know, the staff, the... Right. The warmth that we hope to bring with just the people that are there. Yeah, it's not the walls that make a venue. True, true, true. But um, but there's something to be said for that down and dirty blues bar, you know, that yeah, vibe. You know, you know, it's interesting you say that because I, I was actually thinking about that very issue last night about you and, and Catfish and thinking, what would, let's say I walked into your venue in New Orleans or Austin, what my reaction would be. And trying to compare it to other places that, that I go into across the country. And it, it was, I, I think people, you know, can take, take for granted what's available locally a lot of times. And, and when I started thinking about it in those terms, I thought, you know, that, yeah, there is something about this dirty, gritty kind of, not only the location, but the, the vibe that you had created down in Northwest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think not only the venues, we take for granted the quality of the music that we have here. Very, you know, very true. The, not just in the blues, but in, you know, 
the breadth of the, the musicians here in Portland is just incredible. Why they choose to call Portland home is not a surprise. It's a beautiful place. And, and it's a beautiful music community, you know. Um, so yeah. the vision of the, we actually, it was, I don't know if you knew this, that it was a, a strip club for it, like 100 years, yeah, this, yeah, this yes, venue. Yeah, yes, it was. And we bought it. Not, um, not that I know firsthand. <laughs> I, I, I've heard rumors. <laughs> you've heard, you've heard. But, you know, we bought it. We, you know, my husband took me there. And he's like, let's buy this place. I'm like, are you out of your mind? And he said, no, no, look, feel it. It's a blues bar. It's, it's, it's a blues bar. And that was always our intention when we got right. it, was to flip it and turn it into exactly that. And I was like, you're right. It just, it reminded me of... Um, of Kingston Mines in Chicago, okay. which is an off the beat over by the campus, you know, um, uh, over by the university campus there. I don't even know how I got there. I got in a ca- cab and trusted the guy to get right. me there. Um, anyway, so that was the vibe we were trying to, to get. And that's gotcha. when we were scoping properties. That's what we, what we found. Um, so anyway, so creating that same thing again is going to be, is going to be hard, but that's, that's my vision. That's my goal. Right because that's what I think set us apart from the other venues that are here. Um, the artists are performing all over town. You can see them, and please do go see them. Yes, go, go, go see everyone everywhere. <laughs> everyone everywhere. Um, but yeah, they, they, I want to create that again, where they're, you know, we've got this weekend, we've got some of our most um, treasured or intimate musicians playing. We've got Ray Gordon playing on our Thursday night at our VIP party. Right. So the, this is the grand opening party. Yeah. I, and, August and actually, 1st. Yeah. And I, I, forgive me, but I, I haven't even mentioned where you're moving to yet. Oh. You're going out to, to, to the uh, Beaverton area. Right. Right. We're at um, Highway 217 and Allen Boulevard, just off of Allen Boulevard. Right. Um, really easy to get to by the highways. Everyone liked that about the old Catfish Lose too, right? It was a yes. drop off the highway. Um, yeah. So it's um, August 1st is our VIP party grand opening. If you didn't get your tickets yet, um, see me. Yes. See if you can get a hold of me. Yes. I can get those for you. Yes, and, and, and I need to do that. Okay, <laughs> we'll make sure you get one before you go. And then, uh, so that's Ray Gordon. And Ray Gordon's played with us. I think she's played with us like our second week that we were out there. And, you know, she's a multi-awarded, you know, internationally right. traveling musician. Um, but she's just got this warmth and personality about her that we wanted to bring. So we took her with us. Yes. <laughs> and then... Um, Friday night special treat with Doug Rowell and his flying guitar circus. I've been wanting to book Doug's uh, show for a while. He plays down at the Trails End, but we wanted to book him, but he's got such a powerful show right. that putting him in that little house was kind of challenging. So then um, that's, that's our Friday night, and then Saturday night we're bringing Norman Sylvester. and The boogie cat himself. The boogie cat. I mean, there's no one more personable and more... Uh, down to earth than that that or, man, or with a better hat collection in <laughs> Portland. I, I challenge anyone to have a better hat collection than he does. Hats and shoes, hats yes, and shoes, hats and shoes. <laughs> he's, he's got the blues look down. Yeah, yeah, and the sound. I mean, that's a again back to you know the quality of the musicians that we have yeah. in this town. Um, they choose to make this their home. Some of them travel nas- internationally or nationally, and um, he's one that chooses to keep his sound here and yes, play for us all the time. Yeah. Um, did you start, was the original vision a, a music venue and then you kind of backed into the blues or did you think, hey, let's make a blues club? Now, how did that um, come about? Yeah, so good question. So um, I'm a lover of all live music. Um, you okay. know, canned music's one thing, but I've always gone out to live shows. I've gone through my country phase. I'm still, a, I got kicked out of my metalhead, metalhead group for seeing a band <laughs> they disapproved of. But, you know, I'm a, all genres. I love seeing live music. My husband's the blues fan. He grew up in uh, uh, New York, but spent a lot of time in Chicago and um, Atlanta. 
And so blues was his thing. So we decided to marry those two concepts and create what we created. Um, but we also, again, when we're doing something, um, the OLCC says you have to serve food, right? Yes. Well, we figure if you're going to serve food, you have to serve good food. Very true. So that's why we brought the Cajun menu, which is, again, something that's hard to find around here and even still is. As a New Orleans cat, I can tell you it's very hard to find good uh, Cajun food around here. Yeah. Yeah. So we brought that as the, the final piece of it. And again, that was one of the things that we heard from our customers that kind of set us apart. We weren't serving traditional. We created more of a dinner show with a dance party afterwards kind of vibe. Right. Yeah, now the, the kitchen, I, I mean, we're, we're going to go off into all kinds of tangents here because so many things are coming up for me. So many things going on. <laughs> so many things going on. But the, the kitchen model you've got is a little bit different, you were explaining to me earlier, than what most venues would do. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the, we come from the corporate world, my husband and I. We got into this business about six years ago. Um, so we come from the corporate world. We're used to processes and procedures and and and. And we realized that we, um, everybody has a specialty. You can't be an expert in everything. So Correct. we realized what our strengths were. And I don't want to be in the kitchen. I mean, my husband cooks at home when he's, when he's home. I'm not actually the cook, never have been. Okay. And so I, I ended up cooking in the, our kitchen at Catfish for about a week. I'm like, nope, no more. We're done with this. <laughs> and it was, it was hard to find staff, you know. Um, it's hard to find kitchen staff if they don't have ownership or an ownership or a passion or an interest in it. Right. It's really hard to find those pass-through cooks who are going to serve you quality. All right? Correct. Um, so what we decided to do is we decided to outsource our kitchen. So we actually partner with someone. Um, uh, currently, it's uh, Chef Dwayne Vasquez out of uh, Hillsboro. He, um, okay. He's worked for us at all of our venues. He actually built the original Catfish Lou's menu, went off, did some catering, and now he's come back to us. Oh, wow. And so we partner with him, and he owns the kitchen uh, with a partnership with us, and you know, we work together, and it's great. It is great. Yeah. Now, um, how'd you decide on kind of the Cajun theme for the menu? My husband, again. Okay. Again. Um, so he's a man of good taste. <laughs> right? Yeah, again, um, his... his interests and his roots and his passion. I'm Canadian, so this is all was all kind of new to me. This I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm, well, I'm, I'm Canadian-American. Um, okay. I, I grew up in, in Vancouver, B.C. Okay. This is the only place I've ever lived where you have to say which Vancouver you yes. grew up in. Yeah, well, very true. Yeah. But um, so he, um, again, he was just trying to create something that he had felt and seen as he's traveled around the country, um, particularly down south and, and you know, his time in Chicago. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now, uh, um, what was, uh, yeah, there's a couple of times you've mentioned Chicago now. What's your Chicago connection? Chicago connection, he, so uh, we both worked for companies out of Chicago. Um, we met, he was working as a computer forensics expert in Chicago and spent, I think, five years there. Okay. And so, yeah, and I just traveled there for work. So, yeah. Yeah, Chicago's a cool town. Another another great, great blues town. So a lot of very good music there. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And to say, you know, we're on par with them, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like when yeah. you talk about towns like that and you say, you know, you want to see blues go to Chicago, you want to see blues go to Portland. Very true. Yeah. Um, you've, I, I, when you said two years that you've been open... I would have sworn that it was a little bit longer than that at this point because it feels like you've been there for quite a while. Yeah, we jumped right in. Um, within nine months of being opened, we were voted by the Cascade Blues Association as the number one blues venue. And uh, that was quite a shock and quite an honor. Um, 
because we just yeah we just dove right in there and we were so proud to reach that pinnacle like so quickly. Yeah, very true. And, and you read my mind because that's exactly where I was going to go with, with the, the Blues Association um, honors. Now, you've won it twice now, right? Yep. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. And, you know, I think I like to believe it's uh, because we try not only to do what we do in our building, we try to support the music community at large. For yes. example, uh, we just sponsored the Waterfront Blues Festival. We were the first venue to uh, be a participant in that as an official sponsor. Uh, we did that last year and the year before. Correct. Um, or sorry, last year and this year. And then um, this year we're sponsoring the uh, Cathedral Park Jazz Festival, which is this weekend. We're uh, Karen Lovely. We're presenting her Friday night. I think she's on at 4 or 5 o'clock. I can't remember the time. Yeah, uh, She's a good fit for you. She is. She's also another one who's been with us basically once a month for the right. last... Um, Two years. Yeah. 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 Which kind of brings up a, a another issue as, in terms of do you book regular gigs? Like, you know, I, I think of James McMurtry in Austin. He's got a standing gig at the Continental Club. And, you know, there, there are certain certain acts that come through you every once in a while on a consistent basis. LaRonda Steele, for instance. Do you try to have like a one night a month that you've set aside for a particular particular artist? Uh, yeah, so in, in only a few instances. Um, so Karen Lovely, Sister Mercy, and Norman Sylvester have been a once a month gig pretty much since the beginning and um it's it's they're, they're fan favorites but they're also personal favorites yes. so you know i enjoyed listening to them um you know but i like the variety i'm gonna be there i want to hear different stuff too very true so so yeah so i try to mix it up i try to bring in the shows that are crowd pleasers but also pleasers for me and i also want and going forward want to do more uh curating different shows so not seeing the same thing that you saw at catfish lose you know i've got um i've got a couple of gigs that are i'm on the i don't know if i can even talk about them yet because we're not sure you know how they're going to come how they're going to pan out but just creating something a little bit different you can see this show uh see this artist excuse me on this stage or you can see this different show when we do it at catfish right I'm also one of the venues that uh, loves to support traveling artists when they come through. Yes. So I almost always make a try to make a spot for someone when they're coming through. Um, and that's been fun. Uh, it's been challenging. People, I tell you, if, if you see us post an artist that you haven't heard of, you're going to have to just trust me. You just have to come out and see yes. them. Please get out and see these people. <laughs> yeah. now, now, that's got to be a particular challenge to schedule those because I, I remember when you first opened like two months into it you told me you were already booked through the rest of the year like nine ten months out and every single night was booked yeah that's quite an accomplishment yeah yeah and I started um, being a little more strategic about that and started leaving a little bit leaving some gaps um the challenge with leaving gaps is then filling them when you come up on them, yes. right? You come up on them so quickly. Um, but I also started doing those traveling shows, I'll call them, um, on weeknights. So doing those on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. Right. Um, ben Rice is another uh, musician who's been with us since the beginning. Um, he's held his Tuesday night thing since, again, two years. Um, and he would often graciously give up his time slot or join the time slot right you know, we'd bring an artist in he'd do an opening set and then we'd bring in someone like you know marina cruz or uh, pam taylor came through those are the two that popped into mind right now gotcha yeah 
Yeah, and I want to do more of that. Um, so we're not going to be doing, um, at least in the beginning, we're not going to be doing weeknight shows. We're going to focus on our weekends and building those up and making those interesting and unique performances. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. Okay. Are you still going to be open during the week, though? We are open. Yeah, we are open um, because there's so much more to do in this giant building that we just got. That's true. You've got a ton of pool tables. What did I see? 12, 14, something oh, like no, that? No, no, 24. 24? 24. Yeah, 8,000 square feet. That's a lot of balls. That's a lot of sticks. Yeah, a lot of balls and a lot of sticks. But I, I don't think we need to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just already did. We did, we did. Yeah. But yeah, no. so again, back to Michael's passion, music, of course, but then then. Billiards, it's something he's picked up in the last you know, handful of years, and he's really passionate about it. And one of the things he ran into, again, is cre- creating something different. He took the things that he couldn't find and created them in the new venue. Right. For example, good food. It's hard to go to a somewhere they have you know pool tables that are all crammed together in the corner where it's their second... And I get it, it's a business, and that's their secondary priority. Yes. But... We wanted that to be a focus. We wanted the pool, the, the pool, and the, the the pool tables to be their own separate focus. So they're very well spaced apart. We've got full food menu. We open eleven in the morning till two thirty in the morning, and we have the full menu available during that whole period of time. Right. Um, you know, good lighting, good spacing, and all that. But and it's also in a separate room. I should mention this. This is a concern for for musicians and for music yes, it fans. Is. Um, is it's actually a completely separate room. We've got a five thousand square foot music venue that that's Catfish Lose. We've got a eight thousand square feet. That's where the pool tables are. We call that Legends, and that's a separate okay. room. And then we have a five thousand square foot event center that yet yet to be named. We're fighting over the name <laughs> in the back of the house for birthdays or whatever else you want to rent it for. Okay. Now I I don't know if you've thought about this yet, but with the naming, I'm thinking of all kinds of connections. Two in particular to legendary blues artists. First of all, you've got blues and billiards. There's BB right there. Those, those, ah. The Bs in those are just st- staring right out at me. Yeah. yeah. And legends, as a lot of blues aficionados will know, is the name of Buddy Guy's Club in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said that because that was something we thought about. We're like, yeah, you know... We thought about that connection, and we were like, we need to stay away from that connection, right? <laughs> I mean, like, that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to... Uh, the, the music venue, the blues, is still Catfish Blues. Yes. Legends actually relates to how the pool players talk to each other. You're, you're legendary, and... Ah. Um, um, yeah, so I think it's important to say we're not trying... <laughs> we're not trying to go there. <laughs> you, just, you just kind of backed <laughs> into it. Yeah, we don't want to go there. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, no. Uh, hey, maybe we should do a, a contest. Help name our event center. Hey, hey, that would be a great contest. What What would be the prize be? I don't know yet. This you is a new, this a new concept. We'll, we'll have to think about that. I will come I will. up with some ideas. Uh, you know, now, gosh, now I'm thinking. Do you Do you remember? God, this is '70s, early '80s. The pool was one of the first kind of. I don't want to say alternative sports, but it was televised a lot. And it might have been, for some reason, ABC is coming to mind. And there's, I can't remember his name. There was one really legendary pool shark that I loved watching him and the things that they can do with the balls and, and, and the, the English on them. It's, just, it's incredible. You're going to see a lot of that play out there at Legends. There are legendary pool players here in Portland. Now, my husband's not here and he'd be the one to talk to about the right. who and the how and the, and the what. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it is a sport. 
and um, we actually um, have some minor leagues forming. So what we're we're not trying to create a beer league. We're not trying to recreate or take away from you know the blue the, the bars excuse me that have pool tables right. that's a totally different vibe it's like you yes, know it is. when you pay, play softball you play in a beer league or if you're serious you play softball yes um, we're trying to create that softball that real thing and we're actually going to have televised events we've got some live streaming that's going to be happening we've got some of our we've got mini tournaments running all weekend the weekend that of our, of our grand opening okay. we've got the uh, NWPA which is a women's league coming through um, I think in February of next year. I mean, we're already booking that far That's out. That's awesome. That. Yeah. So we want to create, and kids are allowed, obviously. With, we've got the minors in there and um, the minor leagues. And yeah, we want to create a family-friendly environment for them to pick up this sport. Because right. it is fun. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm not any good at it, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it, I com, for me, I compare it to golf. I, I kind of know in general that the ball is supposed to go in the hole <laughs> at, at some point after a certain number of whacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it, when that happens, it is totally random. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. You and I can shoot together. <laughs> <laughs> might take a couple of hours, but we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll start easy and play nine ball. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we, the, the starter <laughs> Smaller version. Smaller count. Yes. <laughs> Um, now, okay, you've got two years of, of catfish under your belt. What, what are some of the lessons that, that you learned and, and they're going to take away that will help make the new place even even more on top of what you've already done? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I, obviously, I've learned a lot. Um, I was fresh to the blues scene a year before we actually opened Catfish. I started integrating myself into the blues community. So I have learned, uh, I've learned who, who to talk to, who knows who. I've networked, you know, I spent a lot of time networking. I've learned that. Um, and that's definitely going to help because I've learned who would fit well together in a show, you know, to curate right. something that's a little bit different. Right. Um, so I've, that's definitely one of the biggest things. Um, I've learned that it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, you know, Everything we, always is. Yeah, right? It's, you, you know, as you said, you know, booking things so far out, um, juggling, you know, booking 300 shows a year is yeah. what we were booking. You know, uh, we're going to make mistakes. Musicians are going to make mistakes. We all uh, learn from it and try to try to make things right. Um, uh, and I've learned that for the most part, people are... People are also people, you know. They're yes. also people, and we can work things out. Um, I've learned that there's so much more that I want to do with the music than just what we've been doing so far. I've learned that there is more we can do with inclusivity, with um, with minorities, with minors, with right. different types of music, different sounds. You know, the blues is kind of a really, I call it a really big umbrella that I didn't realize Correct. Yeah. I, Th there's a lot of variations, and I, I, I don't even know how to, to explain. Well, Preservation Hall is going to be at the, the String Summit in a, a couple of weeks, and they could very easily count as a blues act. And just, it, it's, it's really easy to get, get stuck in definitions of, you know, someone says blues, you think, oh, all right, muddy waters. Well, it's a whole lot more than that. Oh, yeah. And if you just look at my lineup, you'll see that, you know, and who I've done the last two years, you know, who we brought through or the Waterfront Blues Festival and how diverse that is. Correct. And I personally didn't realize that, how diverse it is and how, you know, R&B is what? Rhythm and blues. I mean, <laughs> right. but so 
but there are different classifications of blues, if you will, that I've kind of put the buckets in my mind. You got the jazzy blues, you got the bluesy blues, which is, you know, the old, you got the, you right. know, the steel guitar blues, you've got the listening blues, you've got the dancing blues. Yes. Two very different things. You bring a dance group into a listening, you know, uh, show and, um, and they're out there and the listen, listeners are like, you're in my way, I can't see the stage. Yes. So it's just a different vibe. So I, when I put my events on Facebook or wherever I'm promoting them, always include a description. I always put something in there telling you what it is, the show that you right. can expect to hear. Yeah. Now, the blues dance community has been a big supporter of Catfish. They have. They have. So the first year that we came out to the Waterfront Blues Festival, um, I shared a space. Well, I didn't just share a space. Brenda Russell, um, she runs the front porch stage for two days with dance competitions and things. Right. And she has a booth there where she invites any dance company or venue to participate and volunteer and put their literature out or whatever and I volunteered in her booth that first year and um, so we had a great collaboration there and we continued that on we hosted their after hours party after this year's blues yes. festival till like four o'clock in the morning or some crazy thing <laughs> um, but yeah they have and portlandblues.com um, has hosted a couple of their monthly events there we were going to have a weekly event with them at that location um, but they're going to with the move they're going to mix things up a little bit we're still going to uh, work with them on trying to have them out at our location once a month to serve the west side crew or the west side crowd and there's a lot of dancers on the west side there 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 really are yeah so yeah. a lot of a lot of people looking forward to having those events over here and not having to travel downtown this is true and you know the the west side for whatever reason has been I, I guess a, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to say ignored, but it has been overlooked a lot in terms of the live music offerings. Yeah, and you know, I've had uh, people sort of caution us um, about putting something out here. Yes, but it's growing. It's you know, the population out here on this west side is growing tremendously. This where we're actually at right now wasn't here just a handful of years no, ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And. Um, uh, so there's that, you know, and you're always wanting to, we always wanted to come into a business ahead of that growth, right? And so right. we're there. Um, there's also surprisingly, overwhelmingly, an overwhelming number of people that were coming out to our Northwest location are from the West Side. I was really surprised. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't think the, you know, the attendance is going to be an issue, especially if I'm bringing something that's different and that they haven't been getting right. over here. And I, I, I promise you, there's going to be things that are worth traveling through the tunnel from the east side, come over the bridge, come through the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be yeah, some fun stuff. Yeah, 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 very true. And I guess we should define west side. I, 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 think, <laughs> yeah, right. I think in Portland, west side is anything on the other end of that mysterious tunnel that, that people can see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we'll start petitioning the city later for another tunnel or something yeah, over yeah. the hill. We need that anyway. <laughs> the the, the, the uh, Catfish Express Lane. The Catfish Express Lane. I like that. I like that. Yeah, your, your ticket will be your toll. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> See, a, we're getting creative here. Well, this we're is, getting very creative. And, and this is the other thing that was a surprise to me that I've really learned is the collaboration in the community. Um, yeah. People generally want to work together um, and create something that's unique and special. So um, they embraced us when we came on board and we're like, Let's do this thing together, and to you know, it's it's really teamwork. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of a trite statement, but it's very, very difficult to do anything by yourself. Yeah, well, it, I joked with you earlier. I'm like, you know, it, uh, 
we have a general manager now that we've brought on board and uh, she's doing a great job of helping us with some of these major tasks like the actual move, right? right? And just having that person, I, I joked, I said, you know, well, we've done this ourselves several times now, built different clubs and um, this is by far the easiest one because A, I have my checklist, I know what I'm doing, yes. but B, I have a team in place that's in-house now that actually has gone through this with me before and or at least I can coach them through it. So yeah, yeah you can't do anything on your own. No, and, and uh, moving a venue is a little more difficult than, you know, just a, a weekend apartment move and throwing all your stuff in a U-Haul and right. going across town. Well, especially this one. So um, when we bought Catfish, we literally flipped it in a weekend. The, so we, <laughs> there was, we, we planned it. Obviously, we put a lot of strategy right. and planning into it. But when we decided to make the flip, it's time. We actually did all our renovations, built the stage, laid the floor, all of that in two, three days. How? Um, well, coffee and, and no coffee. sleep, obviously. <laughs> Both, all of those things, all of those things, and some good friends, some yeah. good, some good helping hands. This is this is eighteen thousand square feet, though. Um, this one's been ongoing. The renovations have been ongoing for um, two months now, and yeah. we're getting close. We're in that crunch zone. Yeah, crunch it's, it's a big space, and, and for people that, uh, well, we have any actual. We, we talk in general terms about the location, but it, correct me if I'm wrong here. But it used to be the laser port. Yes. Yes. In Beaverton, if you're familiar with that. I've been to several children's birthday parties out there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a, there was a bar and then um, the whole side where the, the billiards are was video games and laser tag. And laser tag. And that whole, air, that whole section, for those, those of you that have been out there, will know that that whole section is the billiard side. And then the other half of the building is the music venue and the event okay. center. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's go back to talking about your calendar and your schedule. How, what kind of tips would you give a band or, or a solo artist that wants to get booked at a venue? What would work for them? What doesn't work? Uh, what works is gentle persistence. Um, Asking for an opening slot, you know, talk to talk to them. I love to I love to pair bands that um, I think would go well together. So I'm willing to give musicians a chance that um, if they're willing to come in and just do like an opening set, as opposed to pitching yourself for a Friday night show when I've never when I don't know you and, and nobody else knows you and nobody else knows you. You might have a you might have a following um, maybe down in Eugene or Salem or something like that, but you want to get introduced to the Portland market. Ask me, you know. Yes. Take a, take a gig, take a Tuesday, take, you know. Um, the other thing I like to do at Catfish, even though we were closed on Sunday, Monday, was I started doing uh, custom gigs where I would you know, open the show for um, Tom Gilbert's did a CD release party there. Right. And now Tom's playing with, well, I, I don't even know who he's, who he's playing with as far as his official band, but I see him playing with two or three different bands around town, and it's awesome. I love seeing things like that happen. Right. Um, you know, and I would say, one of my favorite uh, um, local artists, uh, Mick Schaefer, was so kind and was so patient. And he would just come by every once in a while and say, hi, Michelle, I just want you to know I'm still here and I would really love to play your venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is when you send me an email, send me a link to your music. I'm not going to go find you. I don't have time. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I hear this time and time again. You get an email that pops up with an all caps subject line that says, hey, we'd like to book you know, play your venue. How do we do that? And there's no information about the band. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Where you come from? And also, tell me what you're going to do to support your 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 show. Yeah. Um. Ex back to it being a team effort. 
Um, I do a lot of promotion. In fact, I want that to be what I do, you know, in the new venue. I've got a GM to do all the other stuff. Right. And I really want to focus on our marketing and promotions, but I do a lot already. Um, and I need the the bands to do their part. So creating that partnership, just tell me, hey, you know, I have a an email uh, list that I'm going to hit. I've got Facebook presence, Twitter presence, you know, inst- all those, whatever your avenues are that you're going to do to promote right. your show. That helps me too. And it's not that I'm asking you to do all the work. It's what I'm saying is that you, what it says to me is that you understand this is a partnership. Yes. And that we're both doing this together to make this successful. Yeah. That's what it says to me. So yeah, and and, and for new for newer bands, that, that's one of the hardest things to get across to them is that they often have a, a model in their head of a national touring band that comes through and hits the Aladdin or the Keller once a year, like clockwork, and they don't have to do anything on their end because they know they've got a following. Hey, I'm going to be at the Aladdin boom, those tickets are sold. For a local club with local artists, it's much more collaborative and and you have to rely on each other to be able to do it. Yeah, and I'm going to say too though, that even those those, uh, national or international acts that you're talking about that are filling the Aladdin or the Roseland or whatever they're doing, uh, you'd be surprised how much effort they put into their marketing and into their, you know, uh, Duffy Bishop's someone who comes to town. When she comes to town, she's going to sell out her show. Like, it's she's going to. But that's not to say she doesn't put any effort into promoting it and letting people know she's going to be here. True. She's all over social media when that's going to happen. And so, um, yeah, it, and those bigger bands, they have a marketing team behind them that continually throughout the year is yeah. creating their branding. Andy Stokes, we sponsored him at the Waterfront Blues Festival. He's now a, a nationally known, internationally known yes, artist. He is. And, um, uh traveling all the world and just hit a tour actually just started his tour um so even he throughout the year when he's not here in portland doing a show he's still trying to he's still got a whole marketing team that's helping him um spread his word spread his music and that's a full-time job he's got a full-time marketing person i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) other than himself other than himself yeah a local artist your best marketing person is yourself absolutely absolutely and um i always like to help the artists with that too you know i can help you figure out how to get that out there right um what what um, would you like to see? What's kind of your vision for a couple of years down the road? I, I, I'm assuming you're not thinking, hey, in two years, I'm going to move again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, with a big stern look on your face. No. Um, so, gosh, you know, if I could just say it this way, I want it to do more of the same. Like, I really don't want to... I want to create that same vibe, that same warmth. And again, that takes a moment to create that when you're building into a new space. But I want to do more of what we've been doing as far as the energy, the vibe, the food. All of that should just be static. I do want to be more diverse. Right. Um, That is definitely a mission of mine over the next two years is to bring more young people Back to the marketing right. and talking about the bands reaching out. Reach out beyond your existing email list. Figure out a way to bring people that aren't exposed to your music or this music or our venue. Right. Reach out. Ask a friend. Someone who says they don't like the blues, bring them to a show. You know, um, That's where I want to see us in the next two years is just growing and reaching out beyond our current boundaries of 
of uh, of the, our current fan base, our current uh, blues community. Yeah, grow yeah. that community. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the, the time out at 8 o'clock. And I, 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 I forgot to mention, too, that, uh, you know, it's 8 o'clock <laughs> in the morning here on the west side. And it, it was rough to, to set my alarm for 645 this morning because as a music cat, that's about the time I think I should be going to bed yeah, and well, I am not getting up. <laughs> and I'm not sleeping much right now because, you know, we're in the crunch time. We're opening, what, in what is it, two weeks? Two weeks. I don't even want to count, but we're opening. So we're just not sleeping right yeah. now. And uh, yeah. If people uh, want to find out more about catfish and uh, figure out where you're at, wh- where would I? Wh- where do I send them? Yeah, so we're still keeping our Facebook page. So Catfish Lose on Facebook. We also have a website, uh, catfishlose.com. And um, yeah, Cascade Blues Association. We always post our events on their schedule. I'm a little behind schedule on that, so give me a minute and then check back there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you've, you've had a couple of things going on. A couple of things. Yeah. Hey, and I, I, just because I'm such a nice guy, I, I would like to offer my assistance. And, and once you get all the taps installed, if you need to test them out, <laughs> I'd be happy to come by and do that for you. All right. As long as you bring a friend. As long as I bring a friend. That's, that, you're re- that you're introducing to the blues music. That, that I'm introducing to the blues music. That's a deal. Well, <laughs> Michelle, thank you very much for joining us. And... Uh, Look forward to to keeping in touch and, and, and seeing more great things from Catfish. Thank you. We'll see you down there.